Welcome to the Ultradent Products Podcast. Today's guests are Dr. Phil Brown, a dentist from Sandy, Utah, and Norman Hicks. During Norman's 31-year career in the dental materials industry, he has worked for five different major dental manufacturers. Currently, Norman is self-employed as a consultant to a few other dental manufacturing companies. Norman was directly involved in the introduction of the original fiber post into the U.S. market in the mid-90s. He also has several published articles on the topic of low modulus reconstruction. Hi, I'm Dr. Philip Brown, and I'm here with Norman Hicks, who's back in uh, Salt Lake City here. Um, when Norm and I got together last time, kind of part one, we talked about what criteria would we use to select an endodontic post. Uh, you know, what what should it do, the function, what should we expect? Um, this is kind of a part two, a follow-up to that, and you can access part one on the on the web. But again, I'm here with Norm, and today we're going to talk about how to pick a fiber post. We've already gone through the criteria and saw that, well, there's some liabilities with metal, but you've decided on fiber post. Where do you go from here? Norm, there's probably a lot of fiber posts on the market in the U.S. Um, how do you start to weed out, the, as you say, the good, the bad, the ugly? Well, you know, uh, it's a good question. What I like to do is talk about how fiber posts are alike in so many ways. And then after that, talk a little about how they're different from one another by brand and, and other things. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, just by nature of their composition, uh, all these fiber posts are going to be what we call low modulus, meaning they're, they're, they're not rigid. They have about the same level of rigidity as the tooth structure. So when the tooth flexes, the post flexes with us, and this then again lowers, if, if not eliminates, the predisposition to root fracture. So any fiber post you get, good, bad, or, or you know, the Walmart <laughs> brand or the Tiffany's brand, so to speak, yeah, it's going to be a low modulus, not a threat to the tooth structure. Good. Secondly, all the fiber posts, if you're following the directions, they're going to be bonded. We don't recommend using ionomer cements, Duralon cement, uh, uh, zinc phosphate cements. There's just no need for them. They're soluble. Mm-hmm. They... These are bonded posts. Um, thirdly, uh, none of these posts are, are capable of corroding. There's no my, bimetallism. There's no galvanic reaction, no corrosion potential whatsoever. They're aesthetic. I think somebody may still some sell, sell some carbon fiber posts somewhere, but for the most part, fiber posts these days are either tooth-colored or translucent. You have that choice to make. And lastly, uh, all fiber posts are removable. Some of the companies that furnish these uh, give the dentist the tools or make them available, the, the drills to efficiently remove the post. Other fiber posts, you say, well, just use burrs and, and dig them out. But all the fiber posts are removable in a matter of minutes. And by say a matter of minutes, there's several published studies uh, mm-hmm. that, that show that the in vitro, on a bench top, you can remove these effectively in 30 seconds to four or five minutes. But if you have to take that clinically, if it takes three or four times that long, what are you looking at? 10, 10 minutes, 15 right. minutes? Right, not a big so deal. So it's a good deal. That's how they're similar. Uh, they actually have more differences between types, brands, styles, companies, however you want to look at that. And the primary difference has to do with the type of fiber, the volume of fiber. Mm-hmm. In other words, the amount of fibers, the quality of the fibers, and whether those fibers are treated or pre-treated before they're made into a... Um, a post. And then there's the actual manufacture process because there are a number of companies now that do make uh, and provide fiber posts. The thing is that the type, the volume, the quality, and the treatment of fibers 
that are used to make the post tend to uh, lend themselves to a differential in tensile strength, flexural strength, interlaminate mm-hmm. shear strength, all of which are important. And perhaps most important would be fatigue resistance. Now, you mentioned the, the number of fibers. Now, in a post, is that somewhat how we look at composites that flowables are less filled than universals? I mean, some posts are going to have more fibers per whatever millimeter is that what you were alluding to or very very good analogy actually to the 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 tooth colored filling material composites there are fiber posts that you can buy that have a uh, fiber volume or weight as as, let's say as as low as 37 or 40 42 percent most of the better ones and i'm going to say the ones that have been proven to be stronger to be more fatigue resistance uh, are 60% fiber or better wow. or more. So uh, generally a product's, uh, product literature is going to list on there what's the volume or the weight of fiber. And as a rule of thumb, more is better. Right. Okay. Well, so again here, I'm, I'm interested in fiber posts. You know, if I was look, going out looking for a car, you know, I'd know what I want, what I'm looking for. With posts, you know, are there, are there some... Some simple questions uh, to ask uh, to find out some of this information, or what do you suggest from that point? Well, absolutely. The first thing that I mentioned, and possibly the the biggest profound difference, is it has to do with the fibers, and therefore that influences strength and fatigue resistance. But you know, fibers uh, fiber posts differ from one another in terms of their level of radio opacity, their um, light transmissiveness or conductivity, whatever mm-hmm. you choose to to call that, um, their overall shape, design whether they have macro or micro retentive, retentive features. There's all this to choose from. Obviously, as a dentist, uh, and even certainly your insurance uh, provider uh, for the patient, is, is going to want to be able to see this fiber post on a radiograph. And uh, so the more radiopaque the post is, the better. As I said in the previous segment, these fiber posts may never be as radiographically dense or as radiopaque as metal mm-hmm. posts, but they don't need to be. There are several fiber posts on the market right now that there is no question that any uh, clinical person, a chairside assistant, a dentist, and an insurance claims approver could look and see there's clearly a post in place there and therefore should be reimbursed. Then there's the light transmissiveness or the light conductivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind the, the clinical situation here. When you're working on a flat exterior surface of a tooth and bonding to it, it's easy to control your etchant placement, your bonding agent and even get your light polymerization energy right up to that surface, geometrically speaking. Right. When you're dealing with a post-core placement, you're dealing with a, uh, a hole, if you will, that, that could be 10, 12 millimeters deep. And it's not always easy to position your fiber optic uh, curing light tip directly over that to cure your adhesive or your cement or your deal down in that, that well. So to use a post that's translucent, and very uh, more translucent is better, and, and light conductive is going to be a clinical benefit to you when you're bonding the post. In that, when you get the post placed and you can shoot light down through it, and it actually acts like a fiber optic bundle, you're delivering light polymerization energy to the bottom of that post hole, if you will. And uh, therefore, just by that matter, translucent is better than opaque white. Right. And you know, my favorite part of that whole process is with a dual cure cement light cure stabilize the post what doesn't get cured will continue below now i can go right ahead with the core buildup from a clinician's point as opposed to the old days of cementing the 
the uh, the metal duct bill post with some Duralon or zinc phosphate and let it sit five to six minutes. I can have the core done as the amount of time that I used to spend waiting in the old days. So yeah, it's more more expedient and offers the, the clinician uh, some some peace of mind. I didn't mean to imply that if you use a dual cure cement that you're going to completely polymerize this using your light. But certainly every dentist who uses dual cure anything realizes that when you expose it to light for a quarter of a minute or so, you've um, gelled it, you've uh, stabilized it, fixed it, and then obviously the chemical cure is going to uh, ensue over the next few minutes. But you can go right on to your next procedure, and that saves mm-hmm. you several minutes right there. Now, we, we talked last time briefly about it, but now we're looking at, at fiber posts, and uh, we figured out, okay, we want high fiber content. More than likely, you want translucency, so you can transmit light to uh, expedite the process, save time, save money. Uh, now, on the shapes, not, not so much the uh, geometry of nooks and crannies and slots and shingles and all of that but parallel and and tapered we we talked last time about but i think we should readdress maybe what does the tooth want what's the tooth saying hey you know what this is what i want well it's it's fantasy land but if you went to a tooth and asked it to design a post i doubt very much that it would come up with a parallel shape you know that's coming from the (laughs) clinician's perspective of what 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 retains Tooth root is, is is tapered. The canal space inside, if done properly, is going to be tapered. And mm-hmm. therefore, if you have a material um, that, that's compatible with the tooth structure and doesn't require parallelism, then use a tapered shape. There are uh, some parallel-shaped fiber posts on the market, but each generation that comes out as time goes on and these become more popular in the American market, you're finding fewer and fewer parallel shapes and more and more tapered shapes because that's the natural order of things. Uh, the the idea of using a parallel post really goes back to the days when all you had was metal prefabricated. And some very good research in the 70s and 80s just indicated that you get better retention. And that using a rigid metal tapered post acted very, very much like a wedge, which is something obviously we want to avoid. That's why we're using fiber posts right. more than any other reason is to to uh, reduce, if not eliminate, the, the risk or the predisposition to root fracture. So... Um, yeah, certainly if you have, you can use anything you want, the tooth doesn't even know it's there, then you want to choose a tapered, radiopaque, light transmissive, high volume or high strength fiber post. This is going to give you the best of all, all possible worlds. And um, with the micro-retentive surface that many of these have, and this is something you should ask the rep. In other words, what's the surface? Is it really smooth? It looks smooth. No, actually, they would tell you that it's a micro-retentive surface. And when you paint an adhesive on there or you were to use uh, a resin cement, which is I don't know, if, uh, 40% resin and 60% filler, somewhere in that neighborhood, you would get a very, very good micro-mechanical uh, attachment to that post surface. And so you can use uh, any shape you want, but tapered just uh, in the day of minimally invasive dentistry. Um, this is this is a pretty much a, an obvious choice. Yeah, it's not. Uh, I don't think too many dentists would cement a square crown on a rectangular tooth, or I hope not. That's beyond you know, me. Maybe Phil, HMO know. out there doing that. I don't know. It's but uh, let the tooth dictate the treatment is what we'd kind of like to see. And the cement preferences you mentioned, uh, I guess if you're using an opaque white, doesn't matter if you're using a self-cured or dual-cured, but with the light transmission, obviously, uh, light transmitting posts, you want the dual-cured cements. Uh, Well, that's an expedient 
technique to use a dual cure cement. More and more dentists are using those for this. But then there's the other advantage of using a translucent fiber post over using a metal or even an opaque post is uh, just the aesthetics. It looks nice. Mm -hmm. You can put a composite core material over that. And because there is no shadow, no show through, um, you can, um, your ceramist doesn't have to make up for that in, in terms of shading. And it's just going to be a very, very natural look. One of the things that, that I mentioned uh, earlier in the, when, they, when I was talking about that fiber posts are all um, have some similarities, and that was the idea that they're all removable. But I mentioned that some companies just say, doctor, uh, the instructions say, well, just, you know, Drill it out. You're on your own. You're on your own, yeah. You figure it out. And then there we are some didn't. companies that, that actually have a drill or removal system, uh, or uh, they provide the drills that you would use to place the post. And should you ever have to remove this, you use the same drills to remove those. Now, that to me seems fairly uh, efficient as a system as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, we know that about today, 90% of the root canals and post placements are done by general dentists. But when it comes to removal or retreatments, 90% of those are done by the endodontists. Right. So I don't know if you ever personally removed a post as a, as a dentist, but most okay. dentists, the general dentists that I know, refer that work to an endodontist. Well, if it's becoming this easy, then in the future when this needs to be done, chances are that the general dentist would, uh, would do it themselves and save the fee. That's right. So that's something to consider when you buy a system. Does it come with adequate retrieval? Should you need... It's like a first aid kit. You probably hope you never need it, but there's nothing worse than needing it and having to get on the phone and ship it overnight, but the patient's gone. So, you know, that's something else to look at as far as uh, what you inventory in your office. Convenience. That's what that I mean to say. So, Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by in uh, Salt Lake City again, Norm, and uh, look for uh, future podcasts posted at the website. And uh, with that, we thank you for coming by. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. To view a full archive of our podcast, please visit podcast.ultradent.com. If you have a question we can answer in a future podcast or a comment about our podcast, please call 800-268-9010 or send an email to ultradentnews at ultradent.com. Be sure to visit us at our trade show booth at the ADA meeting in Las Vegas, where we will be recording additional podcasts from attendees like you.